It's Friday. We're back. You're listening to Lisa and Leo. Before we start, I would like to dedicate today's podcast to our dear friend, Charlie Sullivan, who passed this week. Charlie, we will greatly miss you. He was such a character. Oh, he was. He was an attorney that Leo worked with in Florida when we were living there. And when he first met Leo, I think he believed that Leo was a little... Well, he used to say weird. He did. He called you weird. And slowly the two of them developed a very tight bond. And uh, we all actually got very close right before we moved back up to New Jersey. So this goes out to you, Charlie. So here's my question for you today, Leo. Okay, hit me. Do good fences make good neighbors? Do they have to be a good fence or can it just be like any fence? Well, it's our fence, and so that makes it a good fence. Our fence better be a good fence for what it cost us to put up. I always thought that the saying was, good fences make good neighbors. It doesn't really seem to have worked out that way for us. No, it it, it didn't. But A, it is a good fence. And, you know, I think we have good neighbors. I, I like our neighbors. I like all of our neighbors. But we live in a very rural section of New Jersey. We do. The other side of the street, there's only 12 homes on our on our cul-de-sac, and, and we're all two-acre home sites. One side of the street, everybody had a fence. I mean, everyone had fences. There was only, there was one fence at the, at the end of the block, and then there were three or four lots, I guess four lots that didn't have fences. So That's it looks right. like one large open space. And we border a beautiful 90-acre farm, so it looks like the land just goes on, on and on and, and, and forever. Ap- and after the farm, there's a set of mountains. So it looked pretty expansive, and the neighbor, our neighbor, I think just overall doesn't like fences. Well, when we first moved into the house a little over a year ago, I was impressed by the fact that every neighbor during a two or three week span came out and introduced themselves to us. Except one. Except one. And wanted to know a little bit about us, where we're from, what we're up to, told us a little bit about themselves and felt very welcoming. I was very happy to have the neighbors be so engaged It wasn't that way in the last house we lived in in Florida. Even though your parents had owned that home since the 70s, we had some new snobby neighbors move in. It's that new money, that new Maurice. It was horrible, and I just really was turned off by it. You know, I used to work for the Rolling Stones. I don't know if I ever told you that, Leo. (laughs) They made a lot of money, and I worked for a private accounting accounting firm. Yes, and we did their U.S. tour accounting, and these guys were so down to earth, every single one of them, no pretentiousness, and I was used to the music industry being around incredible wealth. I also worked with David Bowie and some other artists who had substantial amount of money, and there was no attitude at all. There's something about this new generation of people. First of all, they're only focused on money. Second of all, when you get together with these people, all they want to talk about is their money, which to me is just a total turnoff. And so I wasn't used to that. So when we moved to New Jersey, our new neighbors were all very friendly, cordial, welcoming. They were. 
And I told our next door neighbor that at some point we were going to be putting up a fence. And a look of panic was in his face. There was. Can I regress for a moment since you brought up Florida? Of course. Uh, And the one neighborhood that we were in uh, was wonderful. I mean, we had neighbors from every side that we, we knew. We did. Uh, and across the street. We did. We uh, lived and, in several different and, neighborhoods. And then we moved to a waterfront yep. community where... Which was beautiful, but the people were not beautiful. Where we... Uh, the house that we moved into and completely renovated. I mean, I think we gutted the house. We did. And, and completely renovated, which to which the husband of the neighbor who uh, moved in next to us looked at us one day and said... How's your little project going? I mean, we completely gutted a waterfront house and, and redid it the inside completely. Oh Kitchens, bathrooms, and it was just, how's the little project going? The tiny little project. But that neighbor, the person before who lived in that house, uh, we had a fence up that was damaged by age and the hurricane. So there was a, a small opening. In our fence, the woman had a pit bull. She had more than one pit bull. Who kept running through the fence into our yard and was aggressive. I like would would not back up. It kept coming towards us. And the woman came in and, and said, well, maybe you should just repair the fence. And I said, perhaps you should just keep your dog on the other side. It pushed one of the slats open on the fence to get into our yard. So in that case, good fences were going to make good neighbors because the neighbor was not good to begin with. Good fences were going to keep out bad neighbors and, and, and their bad dogs. And, and their fence was broken to the point of where my mother's caregiver would go out to the mailbox and the dog would break through their fence and, and attack and, and almost bite a couple of times the caregiver. So again, good fences in that case make good neighbors. Now we fast forward to New Jersey. We have dogs. We were afraid of them getting loose. Running away. We, we couldn't let them not run around. They were used to about three-quarter of an acre property in Florida. For a year, we didn't have a fence. We walked them. They were not getting the exercise that, that they deserved. We put up a fence, which looks phenomenal. It's, it's a three-board wooden fence that looks just like every other farm fence in a, a five-mile radius of our house. That's right. I think it looks terrific, too. So we put up this big, beautiful fence over the summer, and I was very impressed with the gentleman who came to install the fence and his crew. They did a phenomenal job. Oh, beautiful. The workmanship is just terrific. And our next-door neighbor, who was just starting to bond with Leo, they were talking pretty frequently couple of times a week and he would go out and wash his car in the driveway and Leo would be out there and they would chat for you know a considerable length of time has stopped speaking to us since the fence was put up I think pretty much yeah and, and unless that's just coincidental I don't think so uh, you know I, <laughs> I I'm afraid that we we got rid of our ties uh, with the neighbor because of the fence yeah it seems so silly to me And we spoke to neighbors across the street who also were the first actually on the block to erect a fence. And when they shared their story, which was much more contentious than ours. Oh, yes, it was. Our neighbor just decided to withdraw, but their neighbor did not. Their neighbor decided to confront. So I thought, okay, well... This is the lesser of the two, and I'm just going to chalk it up to somebody who really doesn't understand that a family with three dogs 
Two of them puppies, by the way, need big open space to run. And we have big open space and really needed that fence to keep them in. So not necessarily a good thing for neighbor relations. It really made sense. We went out of our way to put up what was going to be a really nice looking and conforming design for the area. I thought so. And uh, maybe it is a coincidence. Maybe he's just it you is know, not. Maybe we just uh, are two <laughs> ships passing in the night. He's a sore loser. He, he really didn't want it there. I remember him making a comment a few months ago about, look how beautiful these wide open spaces. And I know he was making an inference to the fact that if a fence was put up, it would hamper the view, which it hasn't at all. Do you remember when we put up the Peace Pole in Humiston Park in uh, Vero Beach? Yes. Leo decided to encourage me to join Rotary with him when we first moved to Florida. Uh, some mutual friends were members. It was after work. They would always serve cocktails and some hors d'oeuvres. And we thought, sure, it sounds like fun. We'll check it out. And I'm not really big on joining clubs, but I thought, okay, we're new to the area and want to try to promote the business. Let's join. And apparently that year, Rotary International's theme was peace. And they were erecting as many peace poles as they could through their clubs throughout the world. The first peace pole was erected in Japan in 1955 as a result of the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. A peace pole is basically a handcrafted, I guess, a monument, and it serves as an international symbol of peace. They have seven sides. Side is supposed to represent one of the continents, and the message is, may peace prevail on earth. So I walk in there with my wild hair and whatever, however I was looking. Well, obviously you were looking like a hippie. Well, I guess that was the assumption. You know, I've never been a hippie, but in any case, not in the true sense of the word, in any case, they said, oh, Lisa looks like a hippie. She looks like she's into peace. Let's make her the chairperson of the Peace Poll Committee. And there was somebody already that had taken that job and then I think got really discouraged and, and decided she did. to back out. She did. And it wasn't easy. It took over a year from inception to the actual planting of the poll in the park. And <laughs> it was a real uphill battle. Maybe we'll devote some time one day to all the, the tumultuous details of, of what we went through to get this peace pole erected. But the funniest part of it was there were so many people that objected to having this in the park. The park was oceanfront and in downtown Vero Beach in a pretty prominent spot. Because they said it was going to block the view of the ocean. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and what is it? Uh, eight inches across? And, and it it's seven feet tall and eight inches across. It looks beautiful. It was such a beautiful addition to the park. And if you're looking at the uh, Peace Pole, you can't see the ocean at all. The no, ocean, it's there, ridiculous. There's a, a, an elevated boardwalk between that and the ocean. So all you see are the railings for the boardwalk. Totally silly. So it reminded me of our neighbor when I could tell that his big issue was going to be that somehow our four foot tall fence was going to block the view of the mountains. Oh, I know. Or the farm, and it certainly doesn't. And, you know, some people you just can't. And since we're going after people, a little Please. side story. Uh, we hear about a year or two years after Lisa walked this project through the city council, the veterans committees, the veterans council, so many different people 
and, and all the other Rotary and, clubs and spoke about uh, spoke to all of them and, and satisfied any objections that they had. One of the people that really wasn't that gun ho behind this project and never lent a hand for this project at all. No, not at all. Someone we're having dinner with somebody and they say that she, in fact, this other person who will remain nameless, uh, who has a marketing agency, <laughs> or at least did in Vero Beach, uh, was responsible for getting the Peace Poll project through. We were shocked. We told them that that was, in fact, not the case. And they just, they almost called us liars until they looked it up in the newspaper. Well, I said, just Google it. Just Google Lisa and the Peace Poll in Humiston Park, and it pops up. And I also made the front page of the newspaper, which was wonderful. We had what looked like white doves, but they were actually pigeons, homing pigeons, who were trained to fly from our park back to their home, which was, I don't know, maybe 30 miles away. Yes. And we released them at the unveiling ceremony. And they flew straight up into the air and circled the peace pole several times, which they do to reorient themselves to the direction of their home. They fly up when you open up the cage, and they kind of make a few circles around. Well, they also say, have to go to the bathroom they have to from being caged up for so long. <laughs> and, uh, and then they flew home. And it was beautiful, and all of that was captured in a photograph and on the front page of the newspaper. So it was quite something. You know, I still have it on video, by the way. I don't think I've ever edited the video, uh, but I I still have the video. But Now, how did we get onto Peace Pauls from our neighbor? Blocking the view of the ocean. And it's just amazing to me how a a fairly, I don't really want to say benign, because I guess some people don't like fences, and there are some fences that really aren't very attractive. Well, we did cut this really wide open swatch of land. A two-acre parcel. We did, and for us it it works out, and we we don't mind how it looks. I, I can understand the disappointment, perhaps, but... Uh, not to the point not, where you don't speak to each other anymore. That just seemed really silly to no. me. Well, you know, it's thank, a little childish. Don't thank you God think? it's you know not the Hatfields and McCoys. I mean, <laughs> but it is Friday. I'm feeling a little spunky this afternoon. I'm happy that this is the end of the work week and looking forward to the weekend. Did I work you too hard this week? You I mean, did. You worked I mean, me really, to the bone. On. Oh, my gosh. You worked me to the bone. Hey, why don't you talk about unionizing? You could be <laughs> in a one-person shop. Can I do that? You could. You could try. That would be so awesome. I'm actually looking forward to a cocktail this afternoon. Me too. And to unwinding, maybe in the spa, and gearing up for the weekend, and looking out at our beautiful fence. And waving to our neighbor, hello. 